0: The difficulty with a lot of our world, whether that's digital workplace or intranet or collaboration, is that everything is so much more complex than that. Mm. We've got many, many complicated interacting features. And what practitioners will tell me and what the way they almost certainly tell you is that it's very difficult to associate what you see happening in any statistics with the big things that they're after.
1: Well, I think when measurement, and, I'm, and I am talking about specifically measurement in terms of analytics and, and that kind of thing, uh, I think when measurement is done well alongside other activities like user-centered design, it can really help organizations um, identify where to focus their, you know, usually limited resources to, to provide the most benefit to their employees.
2: Hello everyone, and thank you for listening and tuning into digital workplace Impact. I'm your host, Paul Miller, and this is the show where we investigate and explore the people, practices, and ideas that are impacting the new digital worlds where we all work. Digital Workplace Impact is produced by the Digital Workplace Group. DWG is a strategic partner covering all aspects of the evolving digital workplace industry through membership, benchmarking, and boutique consulting. And if you want more information, just visit digitalworkplacegroup.com. Today, we go inside the murky digital world of work waters and answer and ask the question, how should we measure a digital workplace? So when you're looking at a digital workplace, how do you get your head around that? And how do you put some meaningful measures around it? My two guests on the show today are Chris Tubb. Chris is an independent intranet and digital workplace consultant. He works for the Digital Workplace Group and handles strategy, uh, is a lead benchmarker and a key member of the research team he's been working in this space starting life in the intranet world in 1996 and was formerly responsible for the intranet strategy and architecture for orange and subsequently franz telecom my other guest is equally proficient in the field and that's andrew marr he's a benchmarking evaluator specialising in strategy, governance, communication and collaboration. He works for DWG. He's authored many research papers on enterprise adoption, social and collaborative tools, taxonomies and folksonomies. And prior to working for DWG, he also was a former practitioner and he was running the intranet and pioneered social collaboration initiatives at Bupa, the healthcare provider. Uh, This is an episode for the intranet and digital workplace nerds amongst you, Uh, for people who like to get into the data and metrics on how you measure really tricky things like the new places digitally where we work. And Andrew and Chris have completed Literally hundreds of benchmarks of intranets, HR systems, collaboratives, spaces and the wider digital workplace for organisations such as IKEA, Bank of New York Mellon, the Coca-Cola company, KPMG and many others. I know Andrew and Chris very well. Uh, They work for DWG and they are terrific people, very erudite and really pragmatic and they live and breathe measurement and benchmarking. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Andrew Marr and Chris Tubb. Chris, I mean, five years ago, you looked at what was then really a a very new concept, this thing called the digital workplace. And started to look at measuring it well you know how on earth when you were looking at this subject how on earth did you know where to start when you were thinking about measurement
0: well i guess to answer that paul we need to think about what measurement means and how measurement is used in 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 business and in kind of modern life really you can measure anything i mean all you have to do is put numbers against it it's about working out whether those numbers end up particularly meaningful and In general, uh, within enterprises and within business, we do an awful lot of measurement, which isn't meaningful. Uh, And this kind of goes back to, you know, a world of when the the world was very simple, you know, you can't measure it, you can't manage it sort of of world where, you know, if you imagine you run a call center or something, you've got kind of inputs and outputs, you see call waiting times going up, go and add some call agents in and the call, the call waiting time should go down. The the difficulty with a lot of our world, whether that's digital workplace or intranets or collaboration, is that everything is so much more complex than that. Mm. We've got many many complicated interacting features, and what practitioners will tell me, and what the way they almost certainly tell you, is that it's very difficult to associate what you see happening in any statistics with the big things that they're after. So, you know, mm. how do you associate the, the the tools and the services that you've got on the digital workplace? How do you associate those with maybe some of these big ticket items, things like, um, you know, reducing employee churn or incle- increasing employee engagement or uh, maximizing innovation throughout the organization? So mm. you've, you've got this massive sort of gap between all of these different tools that we mix together and point to and say that's the digital workplace and these big sort of large broad stroke objectives or goals that people people would like so I guess when we we were we were kind of looking at you know individual digital workplace tools uh, we can understand those in the terms of their adoption when we're looking at wider broader broader aspects like people's Behaviors. That's where we have to come up with some new and different techniques, um, yeah. and that, that we have done.
2: So, I mean, because it's interesting when you um, and obviously I'm very familiar with the methodologies that the, that you developed for Dwg. You, you looked at things like strategy. You looked at organizational readiness. You looked at processes and workflow. I, I mean, how did you? kind of because people are still asking me you know what's the definition of the digital workplace and i and i say it's it's on the one hand all of the tools you use that aren't physical in work so it's all the range of digital tools um, the other way of thinking about it is it it 's the kind of digital counterpoint to the physical world, but i mean how did you how did you sort of decide i 'm still kind of intrigued as to you decide how where to start because it seems to have been a very successful way of measuring something that seems almost impossible to measure
0: We chose a um, a tool called a, a maturity model now maturity models are very Interesting because they get us. We don't necessarily have to go and look for a particular, um, you know, uh, um, figure that's coming out of a of a of a reporting system. We can start comparing people's capabilities and practices. So, for the particular digital workplace maturity model, we chose kind of seven broad. Dimensions that we call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are to do with the capabilities of the organisation. So, for example, uh, we like, like you say, we've got services and workflow, and then we can kind of specifically look at that. Now, but we didn't want to. You know, everybody's always crying. It's not about the technology, but we're also we were looking to see other aspects of that, like you mentioned, in terms of, for example, um, uh, strategic alignment and management and and organisational readiness, because we really understood. The extent to which the, the key success factors about getting this stuff adopted, getting this stuff uh, used, is being able to kind of implement mm. it properly and manage it properly. So there was a, a wide variety of these. I mean, the, the the advantage of doing any of these doesn't need to be an exhaustive list. What you're trying to do is kind of compare how organizations are doing so that becomes but when you 've got comparative data, that becomes the yardstick so what 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 might be missing? yes, stuff obviously might be missing you know well, i don 't know is it four years or so since we we put it together um, hmm. uh, it, there may well be things that are, are kind of missing, but they don't really become part of the you don 't notice them because you're you 're comparing how organizations are doing it 's just a it's just a signifier it 's not necessarily a, a kind of a uh, an absolute uh, measurement of what you're doing what you're trying to do is show people where they're above average where they're below average where they can put their efforts in to um improve their uh, performance against the model that we've got so
2: so if if somebody's got a mature digital workplace in terms of kind of services and workflow what would be an example of what a you know above average mature approach would be and what would be a sort of subpar base level on something like that
0: so in 2017 the sort of things that we'd you know which would begin to get you into this sort of high and excel level um, we'd be particularly looking for bringing things together in terms of uh, tasks, in terms of universal inboxing. So rather than going to your HR system and your uh, your expenses system and looking at all of the individual things and actions that you need to do, that that would kind of be resolved together. We'd be looking for teams to be able to deploy their own workflow for their own sort of local business processes, we'd obviously very much be looking forward to seeing particularly large organizations bring together and centralize their processes. We don't want to see an HR department in the Netherlands and an HR department in the in Belgium using entirely different systems. That would be Mm. uh, a bit rubbish for everybody. Uh, And in particular, we'd be looking to see whether you were resolving your processes and streamlining your processes in response to what you see. So rather, quite often, we see people's uh, or these organizations' digital processes are really kind of what I call paper fossils. They're the sort of paper processes that they had 10, 15 years ago, and it was such a bother to put them online. uh, They haven't really gone back and done it again. Um, So we'd be looking to see the the organization having some practices to be able to uh, maybe – bring those uh processes uh modernize those processes in response to the 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 different digital capabilities that they they have today so that that would that would be the kind of the uh the that would be a very very good performance in that particular part sure of the model.
2: okay and and andrew i mean one of the questions that that often comes up when you're measuring whether it's um, intranets, collaboration, wider digital workplaces is is what's the difference between measurement and and benchmarking? So just to kind of help me, can you explain how the the difference?
1: Yeah, so I would say that um, you know benchmarking is using a predefined framework of uh, things that you're looking at, whether it's how uh, you know strategies developed in the organisation, um, whether it's how communications happen inside the organisation, but it's a it's a preset list and, and framework of um areas of practice and 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 processes that you're looking at and you're assigning those a score. And then you're also giving some comparison with a a, a you know a group of other companies so that you get a, a an idea of your relative performance against them. Um, whereas measurement I would say is, you know just more about looking at the uh, the analytics. So, uh, you know, using a tool such as Adobe Analytics or Google Analytics, um, other analytics packages are available, um, but just to measure things that are peculiar to your organization. So you would set up your own framework of what it is that you're interested in, what it is that you want to keep an eye on and, and the actions that you're going to take as a result of that as well.
2: Mm. And, and what would you say that measurement, whether it's uh, across any of these ent- aspects of the digital world of work what does it bring to organizations if you like kind of what's the value that organizations that you have measured and benchmarked have derived from from what from what they get yeah.
1: Well, I think when measurement, and, I'm, and I am talking about specifically measurement in terms of analytics and, and that kind of thing, uh, I think when measurement is done well, alongside other activities like user-centred design, it can really help organisations um, identify where to focus their, you know, usually limited resources to, to provide the most benefit to their employees. Um, you know, perhaps to give a, a couple of examples, um, you know, if organisations measure usage of their process for forms, their workflows, just picking up on what Chris was talking about earlier, they can identify some problem areas through things like uh, abandoned forms or stuck workflows, and then have their user experience and business analysis teams look at those processes and and see if they can work out where the problem might be. If you're looking at content, you know, if a certain news story or piece of content is uh, attracting a a lot of readership, engagement, that kind of thing, what is it about that story that's engaging employees and, and and can that be used, can those insights be used to improve other content? I think organizations can also use measurement just to do things like monitor and report on um, business case benefits. So if you're putting a business case uh, together for some new capabilities, uh, you know, you might be expected to come up with some uh, expected Benefits for that. So, for example, if providing something like a, a service request form or a, a piece of content like an FAQ saves employees from making a call to a support or service desk, they can keep track of those kind of savings that were planned as, as part of the business case.
0: Mm. It, it it really needs to be noted that this is not a great area for most organisations, uh, right. particularly in in uh, I'd say the 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 intranet side of what we're talking about. That measurement has always been and I'm you know I go back 20 years doing this a measurement has always been a very very uh, difficult area uh, for uh, for practitioners it's often something that they are not confident in when even if they do have the particular numbers they don't necessarily trust them um, and there isn't a really a great history in using um, this sort of data driven uh, methods for sort of continual improvement. Um, it, it tends to be it tends to be more used as a way of of, of you know proving that you are great rather than mm. as a way of working out uh, whether you're going to do something um, better next time. Uh, so it, it it is a it remains and it remains particularly in the internet world a very very uh, uh, very very tricky area
2: so i mean i suppose i 'm wondering a why is it so tricky because intranets, despite rumors to the contrary, seem to have survived all kind of predictions of their collapse and demise, and probably are in the best health that i 've ever seen in the last twenty years and and so, why is it so tricky to measure and and is that why people want you know an external agency body like DWG to come in and Tell them how they're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm uh, one of the the questions which makes me kind of you know curl up underneath the desk in a in a in a you know in a ball is how many how many uh, page views should my news story get? Which, when you, I think, if you're an internal communicator or an intranet manager and you're very close to the topic and you haven't maybe gone through gone through a lot of kind of thought processes around this sounds a reasonable question but the more you think about it the more it hurts we look at the sorts of systems that we've got which are spewing out numbers with the intranet world and we believe that that is the way that we can understand its benefit but there is no way that with a, a page view but you know we we don't we don't want a page view we want someone to change their mind we mm-hmm. want someone to uh, have a uh, you know choose to do something differently that's the purpose of uh, of internal communications is to is to you know uh, add into that world of shared aware- awareness some sense of change so intranet practitioners are very very far away from if you like the, this sense of benefit you know they, it's if you're if you the benefit that you're seeking is an increased sense of shared awareness that's a very difficult thing to measure directly and all you've got are things like page views and likes. It's a very, very difficult thing to do. A lot of the work that I do is, is kind of, when I'm working with an organization is really based around working through this kind of, well, what is it that you want? What, what's the benefit that you're after? And, and that, that's effectively a, a strategy definition that most yeah. organizations have never gone through. If you've gone through a strategy, you know what the benefit is. You know what you can look for. And uh, it's, uh, it's a difficult thing to kind of retrofit. Right, let's go and measure it. That's always a difficult area.
2: Yeah. And, and Andrew, I mean, you, you, like Chris, in, in a previous incarnation of, of managed uh, intranets inside organizations. Um, I mean, what, what, what do you feel has been, why have organizations struggled to put these metrics around it? And, and if you like, what do you think this sort of external perspective that, that in your work you bring to measuring intranets and digital workplaces adds?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think that there's a challenge of being able to clearly see the value that good measurement brings to the organisation. So, if you're on the internet, you're you know you have a a, an e-commerce, you know, website, whatever have you. There is clearly benefit in measuring what people are doing and you know where they go and if they're abandoning their shopping cart and all of that kind of thing because you can turn it into hard currency that's been lost or, or, or suspected that you're, that you're losing. Uh, it's, it can be sometimes more difficult, um, to see that on, uh, the internet. And so therefore, you know, it's perhaps a little less incentive to look at those kinds of numbers in detail. And, and, you know, generally teams inside the organizations have uh, fairly limited resources as we've, uh, as we've discussed earlier. So, um, I think there's, first of all, there's that. And then I think there's just about how to, you know, gain those insights into what's happening, um, in the organization and, and putting effort into analyzing and, and understanding what that measurement data is telling you. So I, I think it's you know, a bit like. Chris was saying, it's about having that link with the strategy, what it is that you're trying to get from the uh, the, the the content, the the, the functionality. It, it's no good just looking at homepage views and, and, and thinking that everything's well with the world because your employees are going there a few times a day. There, there kind of needs to be an ongoing process of, of digging into the data and, and understanding what it's telling you, uh, discussing it with relevant colleagues from around the organisation and, and working out what to do with those insights that, that you've gained. So, you know, what are the objectives? Are people able to find what they're looking for? Um, are the user journeys effective? Are are, are people able to complete tasks? Is the content working for an employee? So is it, you know, is it explaining those issues? Is it answering questions, helping them understand, uh, what they have to do and and that kind of thing?
2: Hmm. And it always amazes me because I mean, I've, um, i can't i 'm not sure how many organizational report backs on benchmarks that we 've done uh, i 've chaired and, and and quite a number of them you andrew and and you Chris have both been on the uh, kind of side of doing the assessments and the examination. but one of the things that organizations you know all sort of household names often say is we sort of knew this stuff already. But having an external entity come in and tell you this helps confirm it, and i 'm always kind of wondering whether they 're sort of slightly flattering themselves by the by saying they knew this already, and I never kind of correct them and say no you didn 't this is just because we 're telling it to you but 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 <laughs> what's i mean do they do organizations know this stuff already, and it 's just nice to see it in black and white or what's what's what 's going on there what What do you think Chris?
0: I think they generally know where uh the bodies are buried um you know they, they, <laughs> they know the areas in which they can kind of you know stare at their shoes in in kind of um uh guilt and shame uh, right. what 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 they don't necessarily know, and I think what we what we you know offer them when we do these benchmarks is is kind of a direct comparison against the other organizations now. That that in itself is is sometimes a mixed blessing, you know. If if a load of organisations haven't got strategy, uh, their strategy formation uh, off pat, you get the uh, the organi- you know the organisation you're benchmarking going. Well, we're not that bad, you know. We're bad, but they're worse. Mm. Um, uh, so uh, it, it does bring out these these aspects of of what is really going on in practice and what's really going useful and what what what's not been um i i i think for any organization i've virtually and i've probably between us andrew and i have done how many do you reckon then hundreds (laughs) uh
1: yeah it's definitely in the hundreds it's definitely in the hundreds yeah
0: and you know people it's very rare that you do get a you know it's a complete surprise but what you do get is a way of um it, it gives people a vocabulary that they didn't have before Mm. Um, associated with with a, this sort of, you know, league table in comparison. So people might, you know, we've got some pretty arcane stuff over in uh, management benchmarking areas for intranets in, in strategy and governance. We've, we've got an area which looks at, you know, um, security aspects and legal aspects and risk aspects. Now, a lot of organizations have never really thought about that and being being shown showing financial services organizations that actually they 're below average for these mm. well you know uh, they might have known, but they hadn't mm. thought about it in an actionable and explicit way
2: yeah and it 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 did amuse me quite a few years ago when we benchmarked i won't mention their name a major technology company very uh, very well used inside the enterprise and and you'd expect that when benchmark they'd be right at the top and you know surprise surprise for a major organization they they were mid table why because as an organization they struggled from with all the same issues of adoption and kind of ui um, and user experience that, that other organisations had. Um, I mean, one of the things I'm kind of just sort of wondering about is, you know, as as the world of digital workplaces and workplaces generally become, you know, to quote the buzzwords, more smarter, more intelligent, augmented reality, AI, should the way we measure this... Um, how does it need to evolve in this more intelligent workplace world chris
0: one hopes we measure less um i don't think that would be the case but you know you 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 can cross your fingers one of the reasons that we spend a lot of time doing measurement is to kind of model a sense of complexity that we can't as humans witness you know you've got a system let's say a hundred thousand people use it and they use it in lots of different ways that's that's a whole more com- load more complexity than than we can kind of witness and respond to so one might cross our fingers and go you know if if we have you know, smarter systems that can kind of self modify and do things that we would normally have needed to tell them to do that's one of those uh, areas that it could go in I'd almost, though, go the other way. Um, And uh, and if you've looked at – it used to be called Delve Analytics. I think it's called My Dashboard now, uh, which is in Office 365. Underneath the whole of the Office suite now uh, is this thing called the Office Graph, which is, if you like, a way of visualizing everything to do with you, you, your documents, your colleagues, uh, your – discussions your meetings your email it's a way of really combining those together on on what's called a a a network graph so it's a way of mathematically associating everything so when you go into delve this is how it can go oh you know here's a document that your uh, colleague wrote perhaps you'll find this useful the my dashboard stuff is particularly interesting because it's beginning to show your working life in a sort of a measurable fashion so, you know, if we want uh, – so, for example, you know, it should be able to tell you, well, you've had, you know, X hours of FaceTime with your manager this month. You mm. know, that that's, that's kind of a – and it's just looking that up in the diary because it knows who your manager is. But it's yeah. a very, very interesting idea that if we, the, if we want the digital workplace to kind of understand us, mm. it can only do so in ways of um, numbers, uh, so the more that we make the digital workplace smarter, the more that everything needs to get kind of compressed into these numbers. And effectively, everything will become measurable. Mm. Um, you know, there would have been things that wouldn't have been measurable before, but now they have become measurable. Now, that that opens up a huge idea or a huge responsibility on digital workplace managers and practitioners' shoulders about what what is sensible what is wise and what is moral you know there's a whole load of stuff in there which might be uh a bit questionable but uh, it's a fascinating area
2: yeah no i mean it's 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 a very you know prescient issue and obviously in europe with all of the kind of data protection and provisions and privacy which is which is increasing and i think will will kind of span out across the world. Um, these issues, these kind of ethical, cultural issues about what an organisation decides it's, it's reasonable to measure will come up. But, um, I mean, Andrew, when you're, and, and Chris is talking about some of the complexity here, for the, for the C-suite, for the sort of senior leadership inside the organisation, what, what do you think the value is for them of having some um, clear, agreed measures around intranet collaboration, digital workplace.
1: Um, yeah, I think it can give them those uh, insights into what's going on in the organisation. I mean, I, I think with all the you know we're talking about uh, increasing measurability in the digital workplace and and more measures and all that kind of thing but surely at the at the end of the day it's got to come down to outcomes which it which it always has done um what are the outcomes you know what it, what are the changes in behavior what are the uh, what are the widgets sold what are the you know the things that are done what's the revenue earned and you know, arguably a lot of the time that's what the c suite care about is uh, you know costs and revenue um and so i think outcomes is there maybe what this increasing measurability in digital tools will give them is perhaps some of those lead indicators that uh, they can they can then say well they'll result in in those uh, you know lag indicators of uh, increased revenue reduced costs that kind of thing um but maybe you know you can say that uh, some of these activity uh, some of these activities are Indicators that further down the line we're going to have um, some some savings, some cost savings. So you know, if you've got those uh, numbers of uh, people using that uh, self service capability rather than bringing some help there somewhere, then uh, there's going to be linked. To reduce costs, uh, or if you're seeing more uh, activity around the, your, your kind of your customer service um, systems, then perhaps you can expect some more revenue further down the line as well. Um, mm. So, I think that's I think that's where it can give you the, those kind of lead indicators of uh, of how the business and and generally giving you kind of you know an ongoing health check as well. So, um, you know, our uh, employees engaging with what the organization is saying are they are they generally responding well to developments in the organization are they uh mm. you know are they, are they engaging well with the senior leadership and uh you know listening to what they're saying and, uh, and engaging with that or are in fact are there, are there some um is there discomfort amongst the workforce about the direction that the organization's taking or you know perhaps if there's been a change of leadership is there some disquiet about that
2: Hmm. I mean it's interesting isn't it? because when you think about it, and it always amazes me you know you walk into whether people are working remotely or in a in a company office or facility, most people are in a digital workplace, so it's it's they might be in a physical workplace, but essentially where they are is within a digital environment, and so in a way, for the leadership, you know if you're not putting some meaningful measures around The experience, value, efficiency, engagement of that, then you then you're really kind of uh, leaving things up to chance. I mean, one of the things I think is increasingly important when, you know, as as new people join the organization, you know, the brand and I've seen this. You know, lots of times, as, as I know both of you have, where the brand can be a fantastic brand and then you fire up the technology and your heart sinks and you get that digital disappointment and dejection when you think, my God, what year what what, what technological year have I just kind of been time warped back into? And, you know, I think that really doesn't make people want to stay with that organization, I mean, one of the, th- the things I'm just sort of uh, wondering, you know, and, and you've brought it home talking about the number of evaluations and benchmarks and uh, that you've both done. Is there anything that really sort of completely surprised you with, in some organization without naming them? You know, something where you just couldn't quite believe it or it really sort of stayed with you?
0: We did benchmark um, Bank of New York Mellon uh, using the digital workplace maturity benchmark, and I think I think you awarded them a, a prize for the best digital workplace um, uh, last week in Chicago, uh, and they they also won a uh, intranet innovations award, uh, and mm. that was that was a real eye opener, and they've got this this amazing sort of dashboard tool uh, which is all about measurement. Um, you can. Mm. You know, you can Can go in and see exactly the sort of expenses that you uh, you have incurred uh, on behalf of the company. You can go and see, you know, the number of pages that your team has printed using the printers. I mean, it's it's the most remarkable sort of big data approach, all based on Mm -hmm. an overall digital transformation effort called, I think, called Digital Pulse, which was very very fascinating uh, to when we when we benchmarked them. And um, I I think that will that will that will go as a high watermark.
2: (laughs) Right. Uh, Andrew, anything come to mind for you? You've had a little chance to ruminate about this one now.
1: I think in in terms of being surprised at uh, at how good some organisations are, I think there's probably uh, a bit more to say about that. But, you know, organisations like Verizon, who are, you know, obviously a, a technology company, but some, there's some technology companies that don't always translate that to their internal systems and um you know they uh, may sort of see those as uh, secondary to to what they do what they provide for their customers but i mean Verizon have taken a very technology intensive approach to their uh, internet and digital workplace they've used a very flexible platform on which to build it and they've provided a really rich experience for their employees and they are really I would say, thought leading in terms of how... Um, you might want to service requests via an intranet and a digital workplace um, and really moving the experience so that uh, the, the the digital workplace isn't quite thinking for you but it's definitely not too many steps behind you in terms of what the kind of information is that you're looking for so if you start searching for uh, information it'll start guessing about what it is that you're looking mm-hmm. for and, and a lot of the time it will provide that information for you through the search interface and I, and I think that's you know that's really interesting that it's it's taking a little bit of you know what people are doing on the on the outside uh, on the internet using google and you know other search tools there but it's really i think class leading in terms of what we've seen and in terms of an internal experience for organizations
2: and and what just to end with a couple of slightly i don't know superficial questions or um who knows but i mean what <laughs> really kind of drives you nuts in, in when you're measuring a digital workplace what's the thing that just kind of winds you up and you you just hate to see
1: yeah i'd i'd say that it just has to be measurement without those goals and objectives or or really the opportunity to take action so yeah, the kinds of measures where people just say oh you know oh that's nice we've got x thousand views of our homepage um i, I, I guess Maybe that there's an expectation that you have to have that sort of information. Uh, and obviously, if you see a, a downward trend on those sorts of numbers, it would merit some further investigation. But just on a day-to-day basis, there's just not a huge amount that you can do with it. So you've got to ask the question, why are you measuring those things? And, and, I, and I think that would come back to a lot of the information that we were talking about coming out of, uh, you know, things like the potential of Delve and uh, uh, the uh the network effects there or the network connectivity there. So... That that would be mine.
2: Mm, good, inane, inane, useless measurement for no purpose. I like it. And and Chris, what what really what really kind of gets your goat when you're measuring? What what winds you up?
0: When working with clients, so there, there, there's there's two sides. One and and this is my hobby horse. You know, not having any strategy whatsoever. Um, right. uh, and you know that that comes into both the benchmarking because we look we look at look for it in 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 two two benchmarks. Um, but also when trying to come up with a, a, a way of uh, helping people measure, if they haven't thought about what they, what, what they, what success means, they're never going to be able to measure their way towards it. So just asking for a bunch of numbers, isn't going to do anything for you. Um, and I, I guess the second thing is, um, these a bit like uh, what, uh, what Andrew said, um, it's these, these sort of lonely numbers not compared to anything you know it, it, it's sort of an adoption rate for the whole organization well you know that's nice but what about an adoption rate for this office or this business unit mm. or or this um geographic region you know you you measure things to be, and put things in numbers to make them comparable so having having numbers and then not comparing them to anything um that uh Uh, Yeah, sets my teeth on edge.
2: So, just to uh, end with, question for for each of you, which is so so what what you enjoy most about measurement and benchmarking? Because you know, we as a as an organization and yourselves really just enjoy kind of the measurement what what is it what is it that you enjoy about it
1: if i talk about measurement first and then perhaps uh, benchmarking uh, second i think for for me it has to be measuring search performance and and quality around search performance uh, just because it's so multifaceted really uh, i mean there's the there's the information science piece uh, so there's you know there's the content the metadata the information that you're working with and and you know if the information is there if it's not there how it's stored how it's retrieved all that sort of thing uh, but then there's the the kind of the human behavior complement and, and psychology piece as well so you know what people are looking for and the kinds of search terms that they're using to to try and find it and, and why are they looking for that information what is it that they're trying to do so i think it's the mm. you know the sort of the 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 uh, yeah the multifaceted um uh, parts that goes into search, uh, and then from a, from a benchmarking perspective, I, I would say that that actually it's the it's the, the talking to people, the kind of the discovery, um, and having those conversations with stakeholders uh, around the organisation. And and I think there's a there's a kind of a hidden benefit to having those discussions as well, because there's you know many many times when I've um, had a conversation with one of the uh, the stakeholder interviewees, um, and you know they'll have they'll, they'll come away at the, at the end of it and they'll say oh you know there's, there's a really interesting discussion and, and also I've written down about 10 things for me to do or for me to investigate you know as a result mm. of that discussion because it's really got them thinking um mm. about what's going in on the going on in their organization and it's stuff that they just you know haven't necessarily thought about before so that's I, I find that quite rewarding.
2: Sure and and for you Chris what's the what what, what do you enjoy about this this field so much?
0: The field of measurement, I I I enjoy just for its its bizarre complexity. Really, uh, um, that's obviously sort of the per- person who I am. Uh, it it complements the 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 work that I like to do with strategy, and um, I, I think it's uh, because organisations find it so hard. I find it I find it interesting to understand why they find it so hard. Um, mm. I, th- I think the 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 sort of benchmarking. I, I I, I love I love the um I love the conversations which come out of it. Uh, I think that mm. particularly that moment that you you reveal the overall scores uh, and you say so any surprises is that uh, <laughs> that little that little 2 second wait is that they <laughs> yes, come off yes. they come off mute you know it's it's yeah. um uh, that is no hardship at all.
2: Yeah no I'm and and I think for me You know, having not benchmarked, but actually kind of delivered some of the benchmarking reports back. I think one of the things I really enjoy about it is it does give people, the organisations on the, if you like, the receiving end, a, a sense of confidence. That's where we are. It might be really good. It might be really bad. Or, uh, or, or a mixture, but at least that's where we are. That's a baseline. And it gives people a kind of confidence and a foundation. And I think that enables them, and you can see this, it's motivating them to them to know impartially where they are. So um, thank you so much, Chris, and and thank you so much, Andrew, for such a fascinating glimpse inside the world of of measurement and benchmarking around intranet's collaboration and the the wider digital workplace it's been great to have you both on the show today
0: thanks paul thanks paul
2: digital workplace impact is produced by the digital workplace group a strategic partner and boutique consultancy supporting more than 100 leading businesses and public institutions to advance their intranets and broader digital workplaces through benchmarking, research and practitioner expertise. Today's episode focused a lot around measurement and measurement is a topic that really is in the DNA of the Digital Workplace Group. We've produced a whole range of member-based research on uh, measurement, um, the latest one of which is called Measuring the Digital Workplace. And we also have an extensive benchmarking and diagnostics service. And if you want more information about the research, services, the ways that we measure um, intranets, collaboration and the wider digital workplace, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com. And if you want to listen to previous episodes of the podcast, go to digitalworkplacegroup.com forward slash DWG underscore podcast. And if you want to listen to the spooky episode we had lately with Brian Solis, or if you want to have a light uplifting episode on the passionate people like Tim Linda Timmett from IKEA who are behind some of the world's best digital workplaces, you can find them all at the podcast site. And this is Paul Miller wishing you well. Until next time.